Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, welcome to Film Fandango, the film podcast. My name is David Reed, and this is Merrick Larwood. Welcome to March. March and a world of films. Um, All the good films are finished now, and we're looking for ready for the summer blockbusters of all the terrible films. Yeah, uh, it's that vacuum before the summer blockbusters begin at the moment, isn't it? I feel a bit depressed because we've had such an amazing run of films. Yeah, incredible. Really good, worthy films season. It's been almost a heroin injection of films, and now we've got the the cold turkey. Uh, well, you're not looking forward to any of the uh, the uh, the big summer blockbusters this year, are you? I uh, just no. <laughs> okay, okay. Speaking of which, I want to get your opinion on uh, the news. These of, pa- the news about pants. these pants. What do you think? Beautiful. Too tight. I mean, you could have pulled them up. No. <laughs> no, no, no. I like the way they feel against my ankles. Okay, well, it's a new look. Yeah. Um, no, your opinion on uh, the Ghostbusters news. Have you heard about this? We, we talked about the reboot. Yeah, no, but the, they've since announced that there's also going to be an all-male one um, and to create films of a larger expanded universe like Marvel are oh, doing no. with all of theirs. They just, they'll ruin it. They're ruined. They can't help ruin it. They've ruined... <sighs> well, there's aliens. Why isn't they talking about They're talking about discounting the third alien and remaking it. Well, they're not... They. Uh, Blomkamp's come out and said, no, that's not what he's doing, but what he's actually doing isn't yet clear. But yes, everyone seems to want an expanded universe these days, and it's all Marvel's fault. Um, it, I mean, it's a hell of a risky move to set, plan and announce you're going to do an expanded universe before the first film has even come out. I it, mean, Sony completely screwed it up with Spider-Man and had to scrap all of their plans. It's all merchandising. Well, exactly. It's basically whoever has the most money. It used to be whoever had the most power rewrites history of the winners. Now it's whoever has the most money rewrites our whole cultural world by making things, by sullying the, the one, good name yes, of ghosts and making everything rubbish again. Oh. And then there'll be another reboot every three years' time. <laughs> another reboot and, and origins. Let's not even talk about this. I mean, it's making me depressed, which oh, is a good job. I'm sorry. It's a great segue into me going to cinema to see Still Alice. <laughs> oh, is that a depressing, a depressing film? It uh, is one of the most depressing experiences I've had at the cinema. <laughs> why don't you describe the setup of Still Alice? So, Still Alice um, uh, is 
we probably heard of it from uh, Julianne Moore won the Oscar for Best Actress for, for this. Uh, so she's a linguistics professor and um, she's got a nice family, married to Alex Baldwin. She's the uh, mother of Kate Bosworth, who looks like she's who incidentally looks like she's had some weird plastic surgery. It sounds about right. And um, and also um, she's the mother to Kristen Stewart, who plays a sort of Christian Stewart in again in it. Anyway, yeah. she starts to lose, her, uh, forget things, and she's realised she's, she's got early onset Alzheimer's disease. And it's, I found it personally terrifying because I've got Alzheimer's in my family. My granddad just died of Alzheimer's a few weeks ago. Um, well, to, we just died from old age. We had dementia. Well, anyway, it was just. <laughs> I found it really hard. Um, so she, she, it's her slow decline, and uh, her family and how they cope with it, and how she, um, because she's sort of operating at such a high level, is how she manages to sort of. Uh, uh, it's almost like a bigger, a greater fall for her because she can't speak and she keeps on testing herself. Um, how she can remember words, and then her relationships with her family change, so she becomes sort of. Uh, cared for it's just a, a story about Alzheimer's really uh, and it's you know really well acted I thought it was quite strange having Alec Baldwin in there that what I was about to ask like that's a, he's such a sort of cuddly figure of fun these it's days a, it's separate po- it, it's become this is a separate point to film that it, it's odd how you have someone sort of known f- for being a who was a normal actor and now he's a comedian and now became a great comic actor but also uh, Julianne Moore plays uh, played his girlfriend in 30 Rock as well so I never knew watched 30 Rock so if we've seen a lot of that you know she was in it quite a bit as his um, Boston girlfriend oh wow so it's an odd combination to put well, them, that would probably ruin the to whole to evoke film. those characters yeah. for you but even, even he just seems like an odd husband because he, he He's such a personality in his own right now, mm. I suppose. That it change, that's a bit that changes the film, and they have got a lot of stars in it playing the roles, which I think is not really uh, uh, maybe detracts d- d- slightly from the story. Okay. Um, Julianne Moore is fantastic. Though, she's brilliant, it? and she's very watchable. She's. Uh, I, I still think Felicity Jones performance in the um, Theory of Everything was a better performance Okay, I think she should have won the Oscar and was overlooked but they love the Oscars love someone getting they love a tragedy and they, they also love, love the being... latest um, issue that, mm. that is you know widely talked about and known so people will know what it's about but has still not had that one piece of defining art about it you know like yeah. you know Million Dollar Baby was about euthanasia and you know you've got other... there seems to be a lot about I've, I've read I've, the last two books I've read when he went reading one called Elizabeth is Missing about a woman with Alzheimer's mm. and this came out Alzheimer's I think I've overdosed on Alzheimer's because it is the greatest horror it's that uh, I think nothing can really describe that slow death of a person mm. so what you're seeing visually is the same old person or person you knew but they're losing their personality so you don't really know and it's really difficult because you don't really there's no set point when that person's gone yeah that's why I found it like with my and it's always been quite maudlin when my when my granddad died the last two or three years was just him just becoming a shadow of himself to the point where 
that's no longer has any of the personality that the person I knew mm. and you almost don't want to see that person because it ruins your yeah. your memory of them and there's a point when they're talking about her as if she's not no longer her when she's in the room it's just depressing I found it really uh, terrifying and it's an important issue to bring to the fore I think yeah, Alzheimer's has become a bit more relevant lately and I think there will be a lot because well, it's so well, people hugely are living, prevalent well people and... are living older and I think that a lot of people especially of our generation did a lot of drugs and you know even when you were smoking uh, weed and uh, you know in ease and all that in the 80s and 90s and I bet that has an effect uh, you know a latent effect on the brain yeah. that we're going to see a lot more mental illnesses because people lived till they're you know in the 80s and 90s and they didn't before so it's um, I don't know whether I'd, I, it's one of those films where I prefer to see a documentary where that had been more actually uh, interesting if you want to know you know the facts this is just so true to life there's not really many other stories the main story is is a professor struggling with early onset Alzheimer's and how she deals with that there aren't really any other huge strands to it I mean that's enough to get your head around and heart yeah. around though isn't it yeah. I mean that's Rather than, you know, the, the daughter entering drag racing or whatever. I mean, yeah. no, you don't need it. I mean, it's an old experience coming out of the cinema. Similar to when I saw Iris with lots of old people went to watch it years ago and yes. they were upset. Coming out of the cinema and thinking, oh, that's a possible future for me as I get older and, and it makes you want to sort of get up and do something. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, that... While you're still yourself, seize the day. Yeah, yeah. I found it really depressing. Is it sort of weepy sad, or is it just sort of brings you down sad? It's a bit. uh, I don't know whether it's interesting if you have sometimes films that touch you at at a certain moment. Yeah, where they're particularly relevant to what's going on in your life. Maybe that was the case with this film, but. and I think as you get older, I'd, I'd be fascinated to see what uh, someone in their twenties or you know, I'm in my late thirties now, and you just you you start to realise even small things of ageing is you realise you're getting old mm. for the first time. You realise oh you are aching in the morning, you know joints hurt, and you go and play. I went and played basketball um, today down the courts, and even I was just missing the whole time just playing. And I think ah. Oh. <laughs> This is the <laughs> not towards Alzheimer's, not to be depressing, but you just think that's no. that that is your. But it's downhill from here. No, know. just a sense of mortality which yeah, you have yeah. when in your twenties uh, it isn't there, and it and I think it becomes ever present as you get older, which in a way is a good in many ways. You think, oh, what it makes you readjust your values and what you're looking for. Anyway, this is, I'm getting way off the point of films, but I'm interested to see what a tw- twenty-year-old if they found it as absorbing. Yeah, as yeah, there's enough to connect to there. But I mean, but more and more, as you've you've touched on already, more and more people will have experienced uh, a member of their family getting Alzheimer's, yeah. one kind or another. I mean, it, it's a hugely, hugely prevalent and growing disease. It's, it's a huge problem. Um, I, you know, I've I've only ever read sort of little articles here and there and couldn't quote any stats or anything. But it is, you know. It's a so, such a relevant issue, yeah. You know, almost more than cancer or whatever, although I, it's not a race. But I, um, I, I, <laughs> I, I think I wanted to see a documentary to see what the actual uh, 
facts are about it. Yeah, interesting. I mean, every case is different because everyone's brain functions in a different way. I'm sure, and people remember different things. And um, I think that I noticed with Alzheimer's, you can sort of get angry and have people's personalities change and see people like swearing a lot and stuff like that, mm. which is quite. Well, it must be frustration, you know, that well, just you can rem- get... you can remember being better than you are now. But, well, just you know. just people's personalities changing yeah. a little bit. I don't know if they captured that in this. Okay, how? I mean, it, it sounds sort of the kind of thing you don't really rate, as in you know, give it a number. No, yeah, yeah. I think it's, a, it's about seven or eight. You know, yeah, that, sure. but it's, it's just a, a well-made film, is what you say. But it's. Would you recommend people see it, or would you, uh, you know? Is it a moving sort of, you know, changing your perspective experience, or is it just sort of going through a rather harrowing thing that you already know about? <laughs> I found it a bit both, really. I okay. found it a bit. Um, I think what was good about it, in a way, is they picked the character uh, of a professor, a linguistics professor. So in a way, it's almost sort of a bit... It's the person who loses their language, is the person in the highest echelons of yes. that world. So that was a more interesting seeing how it can happen to someone whose life is really successful and they've got a stable family. Mm. But maybe it would have been more interesting they would pick someone... Who was already sort of you know down and out, and how they struggled, and how they it became people were, were unable to diagnose it because they were you know you know and how a poor person deals with it, yeah, rather than someone who's got a really supportive family and of famous people, and, yeah, of famous people, <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, well, still Alice, if uh, yeah. If you're feeling depressed, you're feeling maybe depressed. not the best. Uh, if you're feeling happy, but you're angry, you're happy. Maybe go and see. Yeah, you're feeling. You want to be taken down a little bit of your happiness and be aware of. Uh, <laughs> I'm a bit. I'm a bit pumped up at the moment. I need taken down a peg or two. Yeah, it's only Monday or Tuesday. I've got no right to be in this mood. Put that on. Put that on. Slap bag, rock bottom. Yeah, there back you are. down. Back down to normal. Gift for you all. Um, Great. Well, still Alice. Uh, if that's just not your cup of tea, then go and see that. Um, have we got any letters? Oh, yeah. Well, we're running a bit short, as usual. Of course. It's just that um, uh, uh, people aren't, aren't interested. Um, <laughs> we t- we read sort of two or three a week, though. So, that, I mean, that's quite high turnover well, of letters, isn't it? Okay. Here, here we go. This is from Fran Jolly. Well, before we start... Yeah? Say I do want to write in... Yeah? No, I've got, I've got the stamps. Are, prices are so expensive these days. I want to find an easy way of doing. It. Well, we've set up a system of electronic mail, so people don't what? have to spend a penny on contacting us. Basically, what you do then? You just email dearfilmfandango at gmail dot com. Dear Film Fandango, not Film Fandango. No, dear Film Fandango. Someone else has got Film Fandango for some reason. So that's maybe why we don't. I mean, someone's pointed out before we. Yeah, uh, the number of emails that Film Fandango must be receiving and going. Why did I? Get that name. Dear Film Fandango. And it's dear as in D-E-A-R. It's not like a deer, you know? Okay. It's dear Film Fandango. This was, there's a lot of permutations here. I know. We... <laughs> um, yeah, and we'll read your letter out on the podcast. Or if you'd like to talk to each other, then you can go to Facebook forward slash Film Fandango. Or you can tweet us at Mr. David Reed, at Marek Larwood, or at Film Fandango. There's no deer in that one. Uh, but this letter is from Fran Jolly. Um, who oh, he's written in before. He has. Uh, he's from uh, Bournemouth. What's the accent in Bournemouth? It's um, 
It's uh, just do a surfer's accent. Uh, all right, mate. In that kind of surfer, and like maybe like a stoner. A stoner. Yeah. Or like what the Rolling Stones. Yeah, just doing that sort right. of thing. Hello again, film boffins. I've been having a nostalgic time recently, going through classic films that I've yet to see. I watched The Deer Hunter and To Catch a Thief recently and wasn't disappointed, although every significant scene in The Deer Hunter was ruined for me by being spoofed or referenced over the last 35 years. I would like to ask you both and your guests if they are available. Bad luck, Jolly. What are the best movies of the last five decades? One per decade. Here are my choices. Fran Jolly's choices. 60s, Night of the Living Dead. 70s, Jaws. 80s, Aliens. 90s, Forrest Gump. The 2000s, Amelie. Thank you ever so much, and hopefully you can introduce me to some other fantastic movies. Francis Jolly. Well, that is a big... That's almost like your favourite film of all time question, really. It is. I mean, that's a, huge, that's a huge question, but we're going to attempt to answer it. Um, so, where do we start? Was it the 60s? Yeah. Um, also, quickly, I should say something that's on the Facebook page before we, oh, we right. do that. Um, you mentioned um, if it'll be where can you um, if you is there a database where you can look up all the films that you want to yeah. see where, where they're found? Yeah. Um, I'm not saying the best way, so you can find what um, provider is showing the films yeah. online. Is it? Does it find any film you're going to talk about? Yeah, it's bollocks. Oh right, <laughs> he doesn't do what that at all. All it does is point to one service, which is a rival to these Netflix and things, and then point to like Amazon and stuff. It doesn't tell you what's on Blinkbox or what's on Netflix. Or I thought it did. On. No, it doesn't. Oh well, sorry, ignore. I that. knew about that already, and it's not very good. Hmm. Okay, uh, sorry. Let's move on to the question then. Uh, yes, nineteen sixties. The nineteen sixties. Oh, what a decade for films it was. Wasn't it? Oh, there were some good films in the nineteen sixties. I remember, like I remember the nineteen sixties, like they were the nineteen seventies. <laughs> wow, that that is close. I mean, uh, my favourite. So here's ones that I've I basically mark everything out ten on IMDb, so yes. I can go back to it. So what things have you you've done? For my favourite. Well, the obvious one, which I think you have to say is probably the uh, was so influential and uh, hugely uh, ahead of its time is 2001 yeah a, a great film which came out in 1968 uh, yeah um, it's yes it's incredible and then another Kubrick I'd say is Doctor Strangelove from 64 is another incredible film yes I uh, mean it's not as influential on the genre on any genre but I, I absolutely love it I would watch Doctor Strangelove more times than 2001 yeah I think, I think um, it's just a new you just think, oh, Peter says he's one of the greatest actors ever yeah, after yeah. that film. Um, other ones I've enjoyed, um, A Man for All Seasons. Yeah. And the uh, Sidney Poitier, uh, is it Ray Steiger? I can't remember his name with him. Ray, um, Rod Steiger? No, is that the right? Uh, in the Heat of the Night. I've not seen In the Heat of the Night. Oh, it's great. It's um, uh, Sidney Poitier plays uh, uh, this detective going to an old sort of uh, racist 
southern town to investigate this murder, but he's high up. And uh, Rod Steiger's the uh, sheriff of the town, and they're both brilliant together. I really enjoyed the fit. I really enjoyed the uh, claustrophobic feel of it all. I like the the move the film stock in the, in the sixties. Things just were slightly cooler, you know. Like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid is yeah another f- fantastic one that just yeah. There's just you can't really recapture that. Everything's so glossy now. Everything's so yeah. The other one I think up there for me is, is Psycho. I've still only seen the Vince Vaughn You one, but, uh, See, in between, for me, Psycho or 2001, I mean, it's quite hard to pick any of those because these are... What? But Pro- Psycho honorable... was 1960, so that's right yeah. at the edge of the... Um... Honourable mention as well, probably, even though it's not the best film of the 60s uh, at all, but Doctor No started the whole Bond thing off and Goldfinger and, uh, and from Russia with Love were all in the 60s as oh, well. I'm really yeah. angry that you even mentioned those. Really? You're not a Bond fan? I mean, it's, you know, they're dated now, but they are they are good. But yeah, I think if you go for 2001, would you watch 2001 over and over again? That's the thing, it's quite... Uh... I have done, you know, but only sort of with, you know, five or six year gaps in between. I mean, last time I saw it was live with a full orchestra, which was amazing. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I've, you know, I've seen it now. I feel a bit bad we're not even counting the um, uh, 40s and 50s. <laughs> Just ignoring ignoring all Well, those. we could do that another time, maybe. maybe yeah. That's another game. So, well, for me, that's what I, I think... So, 2001 or Psycho, you know, I don't know which one. Yeah, I mean, 2001's hard to argue with. Um, yeah, I think Doctor Strangelove, for me, just in pure enjoyment, I'm not saying it's ostensibly the most influential film of the 60s, but, um, yeah. 19, well. 1970s, then. 1970s. Fran Jolly picks Jaws. I mean, that's a good shout. It's a good shout. I mean, obvious ones. You've got um, The Godfather and The Exorcist are in the 70s. Um, I never really enjoyed The Exorcist. I never really thought it was uh, the film that everyone banged on about. I, I do love it, but yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, Star Wars obviously started in the 70s. Um, it's tricky, this. I mean, I love Kubrick so much, and he's still doing such good work, but Alien might have it for me. I might agree... What did what did Fran put? Uh, he put Jaws. Jaws. I think other ones that may be up there. One Flew the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah. One of the greatest comedies of all time. You could have Blazing Saddles. Oh, I love Blazing Saddles so much. I uh, I love the conversation. The uh, it's one of my favourite films. For yeah. Real feels like it's a real seventies film. The Coppola film and science fiction. I st- I really like Westworld as well. And Westworld's fantastic. Um, what are you going to go for then? Oh, it's a tricky one. This there are so many, so many. Um, Life of Brian's in the seventies, late seventies, gets in there in nineteen seventy nine. Um, do I prefer Life of Brian to Blazing Saddles? That's tricky. I'm going to go Life of Brian. I think as your favourite film, yeah, the seventies. I mean, they're enjoyable, those films, uh, but Monty Python, but I never really thought they were. Or Chinatown, Chinatown. Not that great. It's brilliant, Chinatown, you're wrong. Um, No, you know what, I'm going to go Alien. I'm going to go Alien for the 70s. Okay. I would have probably picked Jaws if it wasn't picked already. I think Alien's up there. Remember Apocalypse Now, I quite enjoyed as well. Um, 
I am one for the cuckoo's nest. I think Jaws is probably in terms of how tight that script is. Yeah, I'm gonna go for Jaws. Why not? Well, it started Steven Spielberg's career, which you know is hugely influential in terms of important films. But I think um, if you, I'm always thinking about how great films are. Uh, my barometer is if it's on television, you have to carry on watching it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You suck me in two minutes. You're just there. You think, oh, oh, not again. <laughs> Um, I've still not seen The French Connection. That's one of those famous ones that is still, you know, Popeye, on my to-do Popeye list. Popeye Doyle, isn't it? That? Yeah, yeah. I can't... The problem is my memory on the Still Alice thing is so yeah. bad, I can barely remember what... That's a great thing, isn't it, I suppose, but you can carry on watching... You're a shadow you of the person you were when we started doing this podcast. You can enjoy the same films. Every five years, you can enjoy the same films <laughs> if it's brand new. Yeah. Um... Yes. Right, so we're done. We've got the 60s. We've got 2001. We both went for that. 70s. I didn't go for 2001. I what did you Dr. say? Strange oh, okay. 70s. Jaws. I agree with Fran Jolly on that. But, you know, one for the cuckoo's nest is up there. And um, and you said Alien. Uh, 1980s. Oh, I mean, this is so tough now. The 80s is my decade. Um, I mean, they're all such fun. The fun just explodes in the 80s. This is what, yeah, you've got Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters, um, you've got The Terminator, you've got Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Indiana Jones, as in Raiders of the Lost Ark, starts in the 80s. That's fantastic. Um, Blade Runner, Aliens, The Shining. Back to the Future, one of the greatest ever films. Yeah, Back to the Future, Princess Bride. It's not up there. It's Back to brilliant. The uh, well, maybe not. Empire Strikes Back is in the eighties as well, isn't it? Um, oh God! This I mentioned it tough. the other week. I think the best film. Yeah. I, I it's either Back to the Future, probably for the most original film, or the remake of the Thing, the John Carpenter remake of the Thing with Kurt Russell. Incredible film. Absolutely. What uh, year is that? Eighty four. Eighty four. Oh, that's tough to beat, isn't it? I mean, Raiders of the Lost Ark for me, I you know absolutely love. Can watch it. So I think many you've got times. to be subjective. I mean, what do you mean? What did he go for? He went for Aliens. Aliens. See, I saw Aliens again recently, and I don't know. It's it's great, but a lot of the most creative stuff was done by the first film. You see, so I don't know if you can really give a sequel that credit. You know, I think it's an incredible sequel. And I think sequels have proven time and time again how difficult it is to do a good sequel that is different to the first film but is you know embraces the spirit of it and the world of it Aliens is a fantastic example of that but I think I find the Marines all too annoying to watch it many times <laughs> that's it when you want them to die I mean, there's yeah. nothing uh, in the, in the, they get to establish the characters more in Alien yeah and there's some brilliant moments where almost they sort of copied that tension of finding where the alien is on the map when Dallas goes into the tunnel yeah, yeah. and they're following the beat and that's all done again a little bit with the, uh, with the uh, motion sensors motion in sensors. aliens they're right on top of us um, what yeah. are you going to go for then oh you know I love Who Framed Roger Rabbit in terms of a creative incredibly well told story it's it could it could be my favourite one of of the decade um, Talking of Bob Hoskins, you've got The Long Good Friday as well. You've seen that? Yeah, incredible film. I think that was 1980, I think. Oh, is this true? What are you going for? Back to the Future. I d- Makes sense. It depends, I mean, what, depends what mood I'm in. 
if I'm on a Friday night mood, Back to the Future, I just want to see Michael J. Fox just exiting the room in a half run as he does. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go for Raiders. I think I, I, it's, you know, I'm a, it's but, too influential in my childhood. The child thing is, one to. of my favourite ever films. Yeah. I want to go for me a too. joint prize. The thing. Joint prize, the thing in Back to the Future. Can I have the thing as well? No. Nope. Oh. Okay. You can go Raiders of Lost Ark. Yeah, I have done. 1990s here we go it's 90s. odd how it almost takes how long he's in a separate question does it take a film to be released before it really sort of soaks itself into the consciousness of yeah. film goers minds and become a, a classic so I think 80s films are now like Ghostbusters was a classic if 15 years ago would we have been looking at them as, class, as classics I don't, I don't know, know. Well, probably, the 90s films always seem always I think too fresh. You need to hit your you need to hit your thirties, or you know, a generation needs to hit their thirties to really appreciate the things they were watching in their teens. You know, um, he's picked Forrest. Uh, Fran Dory's picked Forrest Gump. That's quite an emotional it's a bold choice. Um, it's a good. Fi- it gets slagged off that film. It's a good film. It is a good film. Um, Pulp Fiction. Yeah, I mean. Uh, the Matrix. I mean, redefined action films yeah, entirely. Like the sequels are toss, but I think Pulp Fiction. Every every time I watch it, I forget how good it, how yeah. good it was. And Silence of the Lambs is another one of those as well. You forget how great it is. But the films in the nineties I loved. I went to see um, two. I went to see two films twice in a week. Right. And they're both well. well when I was about must be about twenty twenty one. They were so good that I had to go and see them again. Which is the only time I've ever done that, and they were seven. Yeah, and uh, Usual Suspects. Yeah, both brilliant. But I think the Usual Suspects maybe doesn't stand up to this. It's that that's a, that's a typical. Once they pulled the trick on you, it's like the Sixth Sense thing, but yeah, I, yeah. But, but better than that. But that's a great first time viewing film. Usual Absolutely Suspects. incredible, and um, Fight Club's probably up there in that group of just cool films that everyone's just sort of tried to copy since, you know. Um, but what would I go for? You know what? Honourable mention to Jurassic Park. Brilliant film. Groundhog Day is 1993. Groundhog Day is a good choice. But I, I think I would go for, purely because I absolutely love it, I'd go for Leon. Really? Yeah, 1994. I've got some more Goodfellas, 1990. Yeah. I, one of my favourite ever cinema experiences, I went to with my... My old school friend John Bradley went mm. to Lake Cinema in the middle of the summer, and we just turned. What was it? Nine, uh, I'm talking about Terminator Two. So when did that come out? Ninety one. Amazing. Again, James Cameron doing a sequel. I think we were just fifteen, so we were just allowed to go and see it or something. It's a phenomenal piece. And of we work. had the whole cinema to ourselves. And it, what the chases in that the truck chase? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's brilliant. But the characters as well are fantastic. I mean, what they've done with. Sarah Connor in that one from who she is in the first one it's a brilliant performance what is interesting here's a little bit of Terminator 2 uh, gossip we may have talked to before you know that Linda Hamilton's a twin yes but you know um, in one of the famous scenes spoilers for people who haven't seen Terminator 2 I don't know who you are but you should be shot by (laughs) Terminator if you haven't seen it the guy who um, the security guard who gets a coffee from the machine is a twin as well yeah he's a twin yeah yeah I think I said this before, but they Cause, did it because it saved money on CGI. Yeah, absolutely. So it just looks uh, 
So he can only turn into people who have twins, basically, the T-1000. He's also in Gremlins 2, I think, so he's did really, really well. Um, <laughs> so I, I love Seven, and we can't forget the Shawshank Redemption came out. Yeah, and that, I mean that topped the best film of all time lists for decades. It's still number it? one on the um, IMDb, yeah, yeah. I think. And it is, I love it. Oh, you know what? I, Fargo as well. I absolutely love Fargo. Um, I think it's probably my favourite Coen Brothers film. I mean, it's uh, a superb piece of work. There are. A I watched lot it again recently. Might be the reason I'm. I can't believe he's chosen Forrest Gump above all of these. No, I mean I liked Forrest Gump, but it's it's not a patch on these films. So what would you go for? Do you think? I'm annoyed because I'm going to go the film I I think is one of the, a film about hope, which was the greatest of the films, and a, and a great story is a Shawshank Redemption. It's not necessarily shot in an amazing way. It's a brilliant story. You've got to, a, a great central performance. And it started off the whole spate of Morgan Freeman narrating everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> get busy living, or get busy dying. Basically set up a whole career just narrating that. And There he goes, Andy Dufresne. It's just, but I always watch it. But then I, love, I love Seven. I think it's great. Seven is brilliant. Um, and also, the best documentary, we should do documentaries as well. There's a documentary called American Movie, I've talked about before, which is one yeah. of my favourite films, about this... Um, crazy filmmaker in Wisconsin and his friend Mike who's overdosed on mushrooms if you want to watch one of the funniest documentaries of all time about filmmaking watch American movie I can't say enough good things about it first of all you start watching you think this is a bit weird and then you become engrossed in their mission people who aren't necessarily the most intelligent people but just powered by determination and will to succeed yeah, yeah. it's really good it's really good um, well the 2000s 2000s what did he go for Amelie uh, yes I enjoyed that. starting Amelie, to lose a lot of respect for Fran Jolly <laughs> as he's got older his film choices become really really bad <laughs> um, some honourable mentions I mean um, There Will Be Blood I thought was excellent really good Gladiator was the 2000s in 2000. The only good thing about the Gladiator is just the bat- the fighting scenes. Yeah, but it, it, in terms of influential films, it brought the epic back, didn't it? I mean, it's yeah, it's not the best film in the world, but Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, 2004, I think is excellent. Lord of the Rings all came out in the 2000s, but mm, no. Um, My uh, one of the films I was really surprised by. I love the uh, City of God Brazilian film when they yeah. follow the, the young gang that not, and they're all uh, actual street kids they use rather than actors and it felt so refreshing compared to everything else around I think that's led to a whole load of different that seems to be the first one that led to all these sort of, you know yeah. employing street which they did in uh, what's the one that Slumdog Millionaire they picked yeah, those yeah. Of, and that felt like they, that idea of getting street kids to perform in it came from City of God I yeah. don't know but that looks in terms of in terms of the colour palette and the way it yeah. was shot and the drama it felt like I was going into a whole new world I really like that oh man I'm so pleased to hear that and another one is um, Downfall oh which is yes. the Hitler Bunker Hitler Bunker uh, it's the Hitler Bunker film uh, yeah the perennially uh, parodied on YouTube one um, it's a phenomenal piece of work Downfall for me uh I'm trying to decide between Children of Men 
and mm-hmm. Pan's Labyrinth. Why would you pick children and men? That's Buddy the dog in the background. Hello, mate. Basically, I think it's such a good piece of work in using um, CG in such a sparing, classy way to make something that's very real. Like, it it feels so potentially uh, possible, you know? I mean, Clive Owen, I don't think I've ever really enjoyed him in anything apart from this. I mean... Um, he feels to me like he's only ever forty percent alive. Yeah, but no, but that suits this because everything's so. Uh, everyone feels uh, like the world is on top of them. They're all just trying to survive. I think it's really good, and the whole supporting cast is fantastic as well. Sorry, are you trying to tell me you fancy Clive Owen? I'm not trying to tell you that. You're I'm telling, telling me you it overtly. Yeah, even in Croupier, do you like him? I haven't seen Croupier. I've heard that's the one that sort of made him, you know, a leading man, made him good. Yeah, but, uh, Clive Owen. Clive so you're picking Owen. any film made by Clive Owen? No, no. It's that or Pan's Labyrinth for me, which I think is, an, again, just a fantastic piece of work. Draw some hands on your, eyes on your hands and you're done. You're done. That's it. Draw some eyes on your hands and get into some sort of magic cave. <laughs> yeah, and be sort of a beautiful, magical, real uh, metaphor for a child's torment. I'm going to pick one that hasn't been uh, on any lists. It was nominated for, I think, Best uh, Foreign Language Film in 2001. It's called Elling. It's about these two... Um, I don't know what the PC way of saying this is. Special needs... Is that? Can you say it anymore? I mean, you can. It constantly change. It's constantly changing. Um, <laughs> you sound like an old man. You can say special needs. I don't think you can. Why? I'm, re- I'm convinced I've heard you can't say that anymore. Uh, these two men in their like, 40s who have to leave the home and live together and start a life and they try and get girlfriends and do things like that. It's a really nice um, sort of uh, Norwegian, I think it's Norwegian, or it's that sort of Scandinavian area uh, comedy. E-L-L-I-N-G. Elling. Watch it. Cool. Well, that's us for this week. If you want to put your thing, if you want to put... We could put it on Facebook or something. Cool. Yeah, we'll put our choices on Facebook and then uh, you can add yours to it. Let Tell us what your favourites of each decade are. And we should also say we do all of this for free. So um, the only reason we can do this week on week on week is uh, because of your donations. So if you would like to help towards our running costs, then please go to filmfandango.co.uk and follow the links from there. And to everyone who has, thank you very much. Thank you. We'll be back next week. Keep watching the films. Goodbye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.